Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. So this is OK Listen, if you're not familiar. It has been a while since I've uploaded episode one of this podcast, but I am back for episode two, and we're still on the same topic. Nothing new, nothing changed, same old shit. Y'all should know the drill. I mean, if you don't know, now you know. But boys are just a natural topic, especially for women of my age. If you guys don't know, I am 21, 25. Ew, I'm literally hating myself right now. But I recently turned 21 in April, Aries gang. And I don't know, things are different now. Can we talk about that really quick? Like, let's just delve into that conversation. I mean, there's just two different kinds of people, right? There are the people who either could not underage drink, did not want to underage drink, whatever the case is. And when they turn 21, they go balls to the wall crazy at the club and the bars every weekend, at the liquor store every day. And then there are those people who already underage drink. Maybe they didn't, but either way, when they turn 21, it's just quiet for them. You know, like don't even like going to the club anymore. Don't even like to drink. Um, you know, and if they do drink, it's just kind of, you know, whatever, nothing it's, you know, I think in America, alcohol is very hyped up and, you know, you wait so long to turn 21. Um, but nowadays it's getting younger and younger. The generations, um, sorry, the generations get younger and younger as to when they first start experimenting with alcohol. So that way I feel like the majority of the time when people turn 21 in America, it's just kind of like, okay, whatever. I already drank in Europe when I went over there this past summer. You know, I already binge drank with all my friends. Drink, not drinked, Ashley. So, I mean, that was kind of confusing. But if you're wondering where I lay, honestly, you guys, when I turned 21, I was kind of over it at that point. Um, I mean, there is, there are parts to it that I really like, you know, how I can go into bars. I never got a fake ID. I was never about that life because I knew I would be too scared to even try and use it, whatever. So never had a fake ID, never even attempted to use somebody else's ID to get into a bar. So, you know, going to bars has been really fun for me and that part I really do enjoy and I still get drunk. I mean, duh obviously. And it's fun, you know, going to liquor stores and feeling like an adult, but I mean, it kind of fades. It's really not that big of a deal. So yeah, I don't know. I've just been 21 recently. I don't know. I've just been kind of enjoying it, drinking with my friends, went a little too hard on New Year's Eve. How was y'all's New Year's Eve? I had a really fun time. I feel like, honestly, New Year's Eve is something I rarely put much thought into. Sorry for that. I rarely put much thought into it. You know, usually I go all out for my birthday or, you know, I go all out for a spring break or a planned week of events or a few days of an event. But with New Year's Eve, I'm always just kind of like, okay, well, I'm probably going to be working New Year's Eve or New Year's Day and blah, blah, blah. Like I never host a party. My friends never host parties. But yet my past few New Year's Eves, like I've always found a really spontaneous, fun plan. And I love that. I mean, I'm such a planner. All my friends will vouch for me on this. Like you guys, I, if we go on a vacation, it's just over for y'all. Like I already had the Google documents made and it's so crazy because it's so, um, like earth signy of me. Like it's very much, sorry, I need to take a breath. <laughs> Woo. I haven't done a podcast in a while. 
Sorry about that. So it's very earth signy of me. Like you would think I'm a Virgo. I make freaking Google documents and plan out almost hour by hour itineraries of what I'm going to do. Um, I think it's because I went on family vacations a lot growing up and I found that sometimes, you know, my dad is very organized and he had ideas and plans somewhat, but it's like, I just hate going on vacations and people are just kind of like, let's go with the flow. Like, let's just see what happens. And I hate that because things sell out. Like you are not the only person vacationing in this area. Do you know what I mean? And there have been times where, I don't know, let's say I wanted to go parasailing and there was this really awesome Groupon and whatever. And this one day we had time to do something fun. You know, I would be like, okay, girls, like let's buy our tickets now because we want to make sure that we have it secured and blah, 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 blah. And, you know, everyone's just like, okay, well, you know, when we get to that time, like we'll just drive to the place. It's no big deal, blah, blah, blah. And th- this specific situation has never happened. <laughs> I'm just giving an example. We get, Let's say we get to the parasailing place. Oh, damn. You know, the tickets sold out. Oh, it's too busy. There's a whole line. Well, girl, if we got the tickets online, we would not be in this predicament. So that's just kind of my thing. I don't know. Like, I'm super crazy and I make itineraries and I just always want to make sure that I am prepared. But back to the original topic. With New Year's Eve lately, these past few years, I never plan it. And not because I don't want to plan it, but because it just happens. You know, the end of the year kind of creeps up on you. Christmas just happened. Um, usually I always work for winter break. So, you know, anyways, but I've had so much fun these past few New Year's Eves and I really, I like kind of the pattern that's going on right now, you know, but anyways, you guys, um, enough. So yeah, tell me about your holidays, whatever. Let me know. And now we're going to get into the meat and potatoes and green beans of this podcast episode. So if you don't know, well, you should know by the title of this podcast, but we are going to be talking about the 10 rules of dating as a young woman. Okay. So let me just preface this. You know, I got to hit y'all with the disclaimers because, you know, there are going to be the misogynists who hate this and there are going to be the people who say, hey, Stop playing games. Just be honest about how you feel and just go into things with your heart on your sleeve. And if you get hurt, then you get hurt. And that's no one's fault. You just always need to be pure. You always need to have good intentions. And then only good things will come your way. See, that's where you're wrong. That is where you are wrong. I have to say it because it seems to me that a lot of people have this approach and I used to have this approach, I would say, oh, uh uh-uh, I don't want to play any games. You want me to do all this and go back and forth with you. This is not freeze tag. Like, I am just going to be myself. Okay, it's fine to be yourself. You should always be yourself. But do not be naive. And if you are out here talking to men, by the way, I don't mean to use heteronormative terms. Please know that I am obviously talking to everybody. I want everybody to be included. But if I talk about girls and boys. That is just based off of my own experiences, you know, because I do talk to men and I don't know. I feel like I'm talking about myself in this and my friends while I speak, but I want this to be for everybody. However, a lot of these ideals happen to align with heterosexual couples because I'm going to be talking about the way straight men act and I'm going to be talking about the way straight women act. So sorry if 
it seems like I'm catering to a specific audience. That's not really my intention. So anyways, continuing on is that if you are a straight woman and you're actively talking to straight men, multiple straight men, you were already in the game. You know what I'm saying? You were already being a part of it all. You can't really say, oh, I want to be in the game, but I don't want to actually play around. How are you going to say that? Because if you really weren't about the games, then you would probably just be single until somebody came up to you and said, hey, I want to ask you out to dinner, blah, 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 blah. And then you only talk to that person and then, okay, then you're not playing the game. You did everything, you know, you know, you didn't put yourself in that situation. Excuse me. But if you were out here on dating apps, girl, if you're out here talking to your coworkers and the guys you meet at school and, you know, in a romantic way, in a sexual way, then you are in the game and you need to play accordingly. Because if you do not if you go into everything with your heart on your sleeve, if you go into everything with the purest intentions, you are going to be manipulated. Even if you think you're smarter than these men, even if you think you'll be able to catch it in time, if you are doing things to actively put yourself in a vulnerable position, either consciously or subconsciously, you are going to be dealt with. I'm serious. These guys are getting smarter. Um, There's narcissists out here, you guys. There's psychopaths out here. And there are also some nice guys who just want to F. I mean, let's just be real. So there are just steps that I feel as though young single women need to be taking to protect yourself. Because I'm telling you, you don't want to be crying when he ghosts you. You don't want to be crying when you find out he's talking to every other girl at work. You know what I'm saying? You want to already be steps ahead. And this does not make women for the streets. This does not degrade women. You don't have to do anything you don't want to do. I see it as though we're doing exactly what men are doing. Isn't this what equality is about? You know, and if you feel bad for a second, just remember, most men are probably doing the same things you're doing. And if they're not, that isn't your fault. Because if they truly wanted you and they truly... Like, let's say they found out, oh, you're talking to other guys. Oh, you're doing that. I wasn't doing that. First of all, they're probably lying. Second of all, if they are being authentic and true, then say, okay, well, do you want to take steps to date me? Do you want to be exclusive? Because we can do that. I can drop everyone. You know, I I can be your girlfriend. Is that what you want? Oh, no, no. You don't want to cuff me. You just... You just don't want me talking to other guys. Hmm. Does it make sense, right? Okay. Enough with that. If you guys are going to be offended, that's fine. If you don't want to do this, no one is holding you at gunpoint. Okay, so let's move along. So the first rule, I already alluded to it. I already said it. Talk to multiple guys. Okay, this is sometimes hard because it's like, Well, what if I don't have multiple guys I'm interested in? It doesn't matter. In my opinion, you need to keep around the nice guys who clearly like you. I'm not saying lead people on and emotionally manipulate them. I'm just saying keep these people around so that you can talk to them. Maybe if you're feeling a little lonely. I'm sorry if that sounds bad, but obviously this guy is benefiting somewhat because he likes you and, you know, y'all are cultivating some sort of friendship. I always recommend being 100% honest. Despite all of this, 
If you don't want to lead that guy on, you need to tell him, I'm not looking for a relationship. I'm not interested in you. But, you know, I, I think it would be cool if we hung out, you know, just stuff like that. Anyways, besides the nice guys, let's not mess around with them too much. But, you know, get on the dating apps if you have to. Always be safe and cautious. Let me preface with that. But, you know, there needs to be a roster. If you guys know Asia C on YouTube, I will try to link her or find a way for you guys to find her on YouTube. But she makes a lot of videos talking about the importance of a roster It just really helps for you to not put your eggs in one basket. And that is one of the biggest, like, I don't know, that's one of the biggest lessons I need to share with you guys is do not put all your eggs in one basket. Not emotionally, not ever. I mean, this goes with so many different things in life. That's why it's such a common phrase. Like, do not only apply to one job, only do interviews with one job. Because what happens if you don't get that job? What happens if you don't get this man? You spent so much time going on dates with him and texting him and getting to know his family. And it's like, at the end of that, he can still decide he doesn't want you. At the end of the day, he could disappear tomorrow. Do you know what I'm saying? So don't feel bad about doing this because I would argue majority of single men are doing this as well. And it's not a bad thing. Why is this considered such a bad thing? You are single point blank, period. No one's saying to be really promiscuous about it and lead all these guys on to think that you're going to date all of them. But there's nothing wrong with talking to multiple guys and hanging out with multiple guys. So please get that misogynistic mindset out of your head. Even if you really like one guy more than all the others and you only want to talk to him and you only want to date him endgame, I don't care. You will be protecting yourself emotionally and it it will just be a better result for you. I promise. Okay. So a lot of these are almost tactics for not getting emotionally attached. Tactics for not getting emotionally attached, rules for dating. Okay. Number two is if you're texting him. Personally, I do not save phone numbers. It is just It's very helpful for me. I don't know. It helps me to not get attached. It's a small thing, but it works. However, another big thing is to put his phone number on do not disturb. You know, just swipe it over. Put that moon emoji or whatever it is. This really helps for me because when things are do not, when things are on do not disturb for me, I really will not see it until I click my messages app. Even if someone like your friend texts you and she's on do not disturb, You can open that text message and chances are you won't even see that you have, you know, another message. Anyways, what I'm saying is that it really helps for me not to respond immediately, which is something that you definitely do not want to do. So that's actually rule number three. Do not respond immediately. Do not even respond soon. I mean, some people are really against this. They're like, okay, be an adult. You know, this is a video for girls in their 20s, more like early 20s. But, you know... Personally, I just think that there is an importance to this. Some people don't see the point. They say, whenever you see it, respond. There's no need to play games. Well, I disagree, love, because you're not going to respond within five minutes of seeing this guy's message. That just makes you look like you don't have a life. Even if you spent all day at home doing nothing because it was your day off, it doesn't matter. There's psychology. There is 
you know, a purpose behind making a man wait for your time and for your response. And if you just take a longer period of time to get back to him, it really makes him crave your attention, makes him wonder, like, what is she doing? I mean, that's what I think when a guy doesn't respond to me in a timely manner. So, I mean, you don't need to take several hours for no reason, especially if you're not busy. And I also think it can get kind of manipulative and messy if you're posting on social media for him to see that you're just blatantly ignoring his message. Not going to lie, I've done that before. Um, But it's just, especially if the guy didn't do anything wrong, it kind of, it causes issues because you're, you probably think that he's so mad, but he probably has other options. So, I mean, don't kid yourself. Don't make yourself like, oh, I'm going to ignore him for five hours and then respond at the very last minute and see if see if he'll like that. And it's like, okay, well, what's the point? What did you have to gain from it, you know? Um, but yeah, just don't respond immediately. Keep him on do not disturb so that you can authentically, you know, oh, he messaged me two hours ago. I didn't even notice, you know, even if you're not busy, like I keep saying, that do not disturb is going to help you because, you know, you'll be doing chores or you'll be watching a TV show and then, oh, now that you're done watching your movie and had your alone time, oh, now I can respond to him. You know what I mean? Okay. Number four, do not always be available. Kind of goes along with that. So even if you are available, excuse me, you do not have to see him. You need to take breaks from these guys. They are not your boyfriend. You do not need to see them every day. You do not need to see them every week. Um, you need to regain your power, regain your control. Men tend to have a lot of power in relationships, but you can easily take that back. So you need to just be a busy person in general. I mean, what do you have going on? Do you have school? Do you have work? Do you have friends, family, hobbies? Okay. Today, actually, I was off from work. I could have been studying, but you know, I was having a chill day, but I didn't text any guy that I'm talking to. For what? I mean, I don't have to be available just because I have an off day. I mean, there's nothing wrong with messaging him and saying, hey, what are you up to today? Blah, 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 like blah. But don't absolutely do not say, oh, I have the day off. Do you want to hang out? Oh my gosh. Oh my, the stench. Do not say that, okay? Never let a man know that you have no other options, okay? So yeah, take your own breaks from this person have your own life, you should have that already. But let's say you're a busy person and, you know, you still have time. You found a day, you found a time slot where he could fit into. Still don't make that explicitly known, okay? Next, number five. All right, this one's going to be a little problematic. This, This involves some mind games, perhaps. But do not convey your emotion to the man, even if you feel it. However, along with that, Try not, I know this is going to be going to be a crazy concept, try not to feel emotion for this person. It's very hard, especially me. My emotions are very intact. I'm very in tune with my emotions. And if I like someone, it develops quickly and I usually know it. However, with all these steps combined, you can really hold yourself at arm's length and you can really prevent yourself from getting deep or you can prevent yourself from falling for a person. However, let's say you do feel the emotions despite all these preventative measures you've taken. 
do not convey this to him. First of all, men tend to run at the sign of emotion, blah, blah, blah. Let him convey it for you. If he really likes you and really wants to date you and you really want to date him, first of all, that should be mutual. And hopefully he would be the first one to come forward. But I just don't think you should be the one to convey that or reveal that first. You know, that's just my opinion. And I feel as though once you admit that you like the guy, you are surrendering or surrendering your control. And we do not want that. So hold on just one second, you guys. Okay, I am back. So, you know, they always say whoever wants to commit first or whoever asks who out is the one losing and the one blah, blah, blah. Whoever says I love you first is the chump. I mean, I don't really know. I mean, that stuff, it shouldn't be it shouldn't be um, funny or no one should lose when you have emotion. It shouldn't be like that. But unfortunately, I think in this day and age and... Um, you know, especially with younger people, it is seen that way. So I would just say, women, please, please do not feel the need to convey that emotion. You can show your love through actions and hopefully he will be the first one to be the brave one to ask you out. Because I genuinely believe like if you are a straight man, you should be asking the girl to be your girlfriend personally. Okay. Next, number six, do not let them open up to you. I know this kind of sucks. And I used to be that girl who would let the boy tell me the sob story and I would let him cry to me and I would comfort him. This is all uh, not always. Okay. I know there's some people who are genuinely broken and, you know, um, don't want to hurt you and they just want to share it with you because they have nobody else. They can't tell their homies. They can't tell their toxic family. They, you know, so who are they going to tell? But first of all, that's a therapist's job. I don't even care if he's not dating you. Why is he burdening you with that? And I mean, I'm not trying to say people's mental issues are a burden. I know I just said that. But to be honest with you, if he's not dating you and he's opening up to you about his traumas and crying to you and telling you about this and that, it seems manipulative to me, to be completely honest. I mean, he could be wanting to develop a relationship with you. I'm not talking about the wholesome men of the world. I'm not talking about the men who actually want to date you because obviously you would not be listening to this if you had a boyfriend. I mean, maybe you would, but I'm not talking about people who are your boyfriend or guys who genuinely want to date you. I'm talking about those guys who will dump their traumas on you um, look for emotional validation and comfort from you and then never commit to you and always go back to you as sort of that punching bag or they're going to release all their stresses onto you and then never want to date you, never want to take you seriously. All that stuff, the giving of advice, the comfort, the maybe the post deep conversation sex, all of that, these are girlfriend privileges why should he be able to get all this amazing stuff from you when, first of all, you're not even being paid for your therapist services? And second of all, you're not even his girlfriend. So it's not in your, how do I say it, um, 
pay grade. I mean, it's similar concept. It's not in your pay grade. And I'm not saying to interrupt a man when he's trying to be vulnerable with you because we all know men need to be more vulnerable. And I always think that it's sweet when a guy wants to talk about that stuff because he trusts you. This is a good thing, right? Um, And if you feel like the whole thing is on track to be a good thing, he's already expressed that he wants a relationship with you. He already says, I like you. I want to keep seeing you. He's taking you out on dates. Girl, I'm not talking about that. Okay. I just don't want people to get offended. I'm talking about the guys who only hit you up at night or like never ask you out on dates, never expressed um, a future with you. That's the biggest thing. They don't have good actions. Don't let them open up to you. So a perfect example. Oh my God, I'm going to have to tell this story. It'll be a short story, but I was hanging out with this guy once didn't he we didn't oh my gosh we did not go out on a date he just invited me over so I went over and we just watched Black Mirror whatever seriously it was wholesome it was innocent but then you know I started asking him about his family because whatever and then he just started telling me like oh yeah like my mom and I don't have the best relationship and my biggest advice in this situation is to not pry do not say oh that uh, why is that no do not ask why do not ask for the story do not say oh like what was your childhood like that used to be me i used to be therapist tammy like that is not in your pay grade and that is none of your business because he's not your boyfriend and he is making no strides to be your boyfriend do you understand what i'm saying i'm very passionate about this because i've had men tell me their sob stories before and never wanting anything from me it was just like I was there to listen and to be used basically so and it can be very like I don't know emotionally draining for you I mean not to be that person but are you in the right headspace to receive this sob story like literally though like women are not always you know we're not supposed to play the role of your mother or to play the role of your therapist, you know, these things can be kind of draining for us and who knows what it could trigger for us. I mean, I'm not trying to be that person. Like seriously, whoever said that, I think it's hilarious. I literally make fun of it, but it's just one of those things. It's, um, I genuinely believe that boundaries should be set period. And I, that's not to say to interrupt a man when he's trying to open up to you. But when that guy said, you know, I have a bad relationship with my mom, I was just like, Oh, like, I'm sorry to hear that. And then I would change the subject or, I would just be like, oh, I'm sorry to hear that. I mean, what about your siblings? And then, you know, usually there's somebody in their family. I was, I'll just be like, oh, what about blank? And like, what about your friends? Do you have good friends? Oh, yeah. Like, I have great friends. Oh, great. Like, tell me about them. Perfect. Switching the conversation so that way there's no room for that to occur, that conversation to occur. Because not only is it harmful for you, you know what else? This is the big thing. These emotional conversations about their life and their upbringing and their traumas can bond you to them. And then it'll prompt you to talk about your traumas. And then y'all are trauma bonding all over the place. You know, you are mixing trauma with pleasure. And this stuff is real and this is the shit people go through. But I just fear for you because I know when you hear about someone's struggles and their hard life stories, you're like, oh my God, he's so so amazing he's such a strong man like blah 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 and you don't even want to get there with a man who hasn't even shown a commitment to you now you're catching feelings and this is exactly what I said earlier do not feel emotion do not even put yourself in a position 
to bond with this man. Okay? Wow, I really snapped on that one. (laughs) Okay, next. Number seven. Do not get mad when you see that they have other girls or if you know that they have other girls. I think Call Her Daddy touched on this in an episode or two. It's fine to maybe like crack a joke like, oh, haha, like, excuse me, like you're going to see someone later. (laughs) I mean, not exactly that, but you know what I mean? His phone goes off. Oh, is that one of your hoes? I mean, that's just like an innocent joke. I wouldn't say it personally, but just kind of one of those things where it's like you let him know that you know, but you do it in a lighthearted way. Um, I don't remember the exact episode they were talking about this, but I know they that they did. Something like that, just so that they know you're not stupid, but that way, you know, he knows that you just actually don't even care. It's like, you know, but you're not even pressed about it. You're not going to yell at him about it. Why would you yell at him about it? So something like that. Um, Don't get mad. If you know he has other girls, some girl calls him and it literally says, Rachel calling. I wouldn't be like, oh, wow. So you're going to go see her? Like, it's all about your tone, too. I mean, you could say that in a lighthearted tone. But don't get mad because it's just, it's not a good look, honestly. And you have probably no right to get mad anyways because you're not his girlfriend. Okay. Excuse me. So, I don't know. I guess also letting him know that you have other options, just not in a jealous, mean sort of way, but just, you know, if he ever tries to be kind of slick with you and be like, oh, well, you know, if you don't put out, I'll find someone else, which is such a horrible thing to say. Like, if you guys are talking to a guy who speaks like that, doesn't matter if you're casual or not, that's uh, that's unacceptable. But if he's like, oh, well, if you don't put out, I'll find someone else, then have no problem like making a joke of your own like well you know that's fine because I might see someone later anyways so I mean it's a little bit immature but anyways besides the point you don't need to play these games and let them know that you're talking to other people and make jokes about their girls just if you are going to let them know that you know just don't make it a mad like energy don't make it angry don't appear jealous don't go through their phone if you have the chance um none of that okay okay so number eight is don't meet their friends and family and don't introduce them to yours so I know sometimes you know the guy's like I want to see you and you're like okay well I'm at a bar right now with my friends sometimes it will happen but I would say don't make it a big thing don't have them all get to know each other don't meet his friends or family if he's like hey um, I'm having this thing you should come all of my friends are gonna be there my brother's gonna be there it's like I just don't recommend that I know sometimes it just happens especially in social context it's like you know if I want to see him he's inviting me should I just go maybe but like maybe just keep it to a minimum don't let these people manipulate you because you know what men will do with their guy friends is that they'll hype you up or they'll hype their friend up to you so they'll be like oh my god I've never seen him like this with anybody like you're the coolest girl he's ever brought around all this stuff will just get you in your head and by the end of the night like you're gonna be in bed with him it's like girl no so besides that fact you might fall in love with his friends and family you know how our minds be racing, at least mine. I'll just be like, oh my God, his friends are so cool. Like I would love to just, you know, cook dinner for the boys and hang around them sometimes. Or like his mom is so lovely. Like she told me that I was so pretty and like, 
I could see us getting lunch together. Okay, none of that. Now you're emotionally committing yourself and you don't even have a commitment. This whole video is about, you know, the situations where you do not have a commitment and there's none in sight. Um, and don't think like, oh, he invited me to meet his friends and his family. Like, obviously this means something that does not necessarily mean anything. Do you understand that sometimes men take it too far? And it's really hard to kind of avoid that attachment from happening when, you know, the man is making it seem like y'all are progressing towards something, but he actually had no intentions of cuffing you. It's, you can't read people's minds and you can't completely prevent manipulation, but you can notice warning signs and observe people's actions and predict, you know, based on their actions, what's going to happen. And with more experience, I feel like you guys will um, be able to see the signs. But also these measures that I'm saying right now can really help you to not be heartbroken in the end. Because if you put all your eggs in one basket and you're meeting this guy's family and you're hanging out with him every day and, um, you know, he's the only guy you're talking to, what do you expect is going to happen? Obviously, you're going to get attached. So that's why I say most important part of all of this is to have a roster because if one fails, then you can just easily be able to be okay with that for the most part. Of course, you're going to have your favorite. If you lose your favorite, you're going to be sad, but you're going to have other options, okay? So moving on. Next is number nine, do not talk too much to them. This is mainly, that wasn't the end of it. Hold on. <laughs> um, if this is a casual relationship, if you guys already know that you're friends with benefits or, um, you know, if sex is involved, that's kind of what I'm talking about here. Um, I mean, this is already kind of doomed, you know, this whole situation. You're not going to get a commitment for the most part if you guys are having this relationship where you never go on dates and you just meet up at each other's apartments at night and whatever. But let's say you are going on dates, but sex is still a part of y'all's relationship and there is a possibility for a commitment to occur later on. Do not talk too much to them before and after sex. So usually there's a post-sex conversation, you know, like y'all are sitting there for several hours just talking about life and it's like, what are y'all talking about? Go home. Or like one of y'all needs to go home because, you know, this is just breeding grounds for trauma bonding, whether you're talking about trauma or just having deep conversations. Like y'all are just going to start talking about your interests and then you're probably going to fall for him or like he might fall for you. I mean, these aren't bad things, but it's like if you are in the interest of protecting yourself and you just are very unsure of where it's going to go, I would just say keep these conversations to a minimum. There's nothing wrong with having a nice, wholesome, <laughs> whatever, a conversation. It's fine. Like, talk about your interests, but there's no reason to talk for an extended period of time. And there is no reason for any of that. You know, I would say just if you're already there for two hours post-sex, it's like, are you spending the night? I mean, what's going on there? And so a lot of people do the post-sex conversation. What about the pre-sex conversation? Y'all are just sitting there talking for hours upon hours, kind of avoiding the inevitable, acting like, you know, the inevitable isn't coming. And so just same thing there. Um, there's nothing wrong with conversations, especially if y'all already go out on dates and you're already forming some sort of um, friendship 
and relationship. So my big thing with this rule or this tip is just to make sure that you aren't spending too much time on the pre and post conversations. It's just because you're going to think like, oh my God, I sat in his bed and we talked about um, aliens and the afterlife and his dead grandma and my trauma for four hours. And then we had like passionate sex, like he must love me. And it's like, guys will pretty much say anything to get in a girl's pants. So I just think that these conversations are very... Um, not pointless. It's just like they can feel very special for you. But to a guy, like he's only thinking about one thing. And if y'all are just sitting in his bedroom, I mean, what kind of conversation is this? Y'all can have this conversation on a date. I think that's my main thing here is it's like y'all are talking for hours upon hours before and after sex. It's like obviously the only important part or the only thing that guy's really going to remember, I mean, no tea, no shade, is the event itself. And they'll sit through anything and they'll console you about anything when they know they're going to get something out of it. And I don't even care if this is a nice guy or not. I mean, he would be lying to say that if you talked to him for four hours and then went home, that that wouldn't be somewhat of a disappointment. If he wanted to talk to you for four hours, he would have asked you out on a date and that's on period. That's all I need to say about that. And the last tip I already kind of mentioned is do not spend the night don't do those cuddles unless y'all like for some reason (laughs) I know about this I I don't engage in BDSM but um, I've heard that people tend to cuddle after BDSM for um, like they need to do that because they just kind of engage in something intense I don't really know the name for it at the top of my head because that's not my field of expertise but only if you are a BDSM person You should not be cuddling after for several hours and falling asleep in his arms and waking up to his breath. Like, what are you doing? Like, this is just such a no-go. There's levels to this because when when y'all wake up, he's going to be like, well, damn, like, when is she leaving? Like, people just need their space. I mean, that's just the basic part of it is it's like, if y'all aren't dating or very close to it, there's no reason why you should be spending the night and waking up with him and, you know, being like, okay, so what's for breakfast, bae? Like... I don't know. I get it because if you maybe you were drunk and you needed to spend the night, but I just also think that sleeping with someone is going to build some sort of bond. I mean, even if you sleep with your girlfriends, it's like, oh, like I feel closer to her. Like she feels like my sister or something. And it's like, you know, besides all that, people just need their space. So that's just my opinion on that. And it'll just prevent you from getting too attached. So Yeah, I know that that was a lot and I know some of these might be controversial. If you've done these, it's fine. I've I've been guilty of, you know, only talking to one guy before. I've been guilty of responding immediately to guys. Um, All of these things I've done before and not all of them, (laughs) some of them I've done before and it has led me to not heartbreak because, you know, I don't be getting my heart broken. I'm just kidding. But, you know, it has led me to be upset with men and I get so mad at them because I'm like, you opened up to me and you introduced me to your friends. And it's like, okay, so what? You should have been smarter. Okay. And it's no one's fault unless they were being an active, you know, they had negative intentions to hurt you and make you catch feelings and then dip you. I'm pretty sure nobody, not nobody, girl, but you know, I'm pretty sure most of the guys who have broken y'all's hearts or my hearts did not do it to hurt me. They probably thought that I would know better 
And that's why you don't get mad at a guy for finessing you. You know, it's just like, girl, you need to take your L and go. If he didn't like you, so what? I mean, that's just what happens. And that's kind of what women need to realize is like, you can either be mad about the game or you can play the game. And that's really what I'm trying to say here. And I hope that you guys understand and you don't have to do any of these things. I don't do all these things all the time. You know, if I want, if I really like a guy and I feel like he's going to open up to me and I want to hear it and, you know, I like him, maybe I'll let him talk to me about it for a minute. But it's just like you need to draw boundaries as women because men, especially um, guys with a cold heart or guys who are trying to manipulate you, they will see your weakness and take it for granted sometimes. Um, and I mean, it could be a lot worse. Like lots of guys use women for their bodies. That's not saying it's okay, but they'll do it. But what's worse is if they kind of take your innocence and your hope in love and kind of tarnish it. Or if they, um, I don't know if they make you insecure about yourself. That's when you need to pull yourself away from these guys. And it's okay to do none of these things. I mean, this is for women who are actively, you know, they want to talk to multiple guys. But if you want to be single and not talk to a single soul, you should do that. And you should work on yourself and you should be a single queen and do whatever it is you want to do and follow your passions. There's so much more to life than women talking to men and women getting married to men. And all of this stuff. So I just want to leave you guys with that message that um, obviously I just made this for the women who are talking to guys and want to have fun in their 20s because you should be able to have fun, you know, like one day, hopefully you will get married and have kids and most likely that will be a monogamous marriage. And it's like, okay, well, now you're in your 20s. You want to have fun while being safe, protecting yourself, your heart, your soul, and being happy. And, you know, sometimes men can affect your mood and affect your happiness because they will play a game and you may not know about it. So that's just all I wanted to say is that if you are going to be talking to my guys, hopefully you have some of these tools and you know about the stuff that they're going to be doing so that you can protect your heart. Okay, guys, thank you guys for tuning into this podcast and I'll see you guys in the next episode. Bye.